What's up, guys? Welcome. Coming to you live from Los Angeles, California. Your host, David Chandra. Hope you're staying safe. Hope you're having a good time. Thank you for tuning in today for a new episode. We have a brand new guest on today joining us from Houston, Texas. A good friend of mine from podiatry school at Kent State, Archana. Archana, introduce yourself to the listeners. Hi, everyone. My name is Archana Krishnan. I'm a fourth-year podiatry student at Kent State University College of Podiatric Medicine. I'm from Houston, Texas, like David mentioned. I did my undergrad at Texas A&M University. I went to grad school at Mississippi College before starting podiatry school three years ago. Um, I'm currently in Houston with my family because of quarantine and rotations being canceled. And yeah. Yeah. Well, glad you're safe. Glad you're at home and enjoying with your family. And I'm sure this time was unexpected, just like it is for all of us. But it is good to be at home. It is good to have a break from the normal lifestyle that we live. But it's a pleasure to have you on today. And I'm looking forward to what you have in store for us. I know you have a one of a kind story that I've never heard before, and I might not ever hear in the future either. So let's get it started. And let's dive into exactly how you found out about podiatry and how your interest in that started. And where it all began. Sure. So I kind of have a little bit of a unique story, like you said, um, about how I first discovered podiatry. Um, So I was first introduced to the idea of podiatry when I was in high school, um, and it was actually in India. Um, So a little bit of a backstory. Shout out India. India. Yeah, motherland. (laughs) Um, So I was born in India, and uh, I grew up there for the first few years of my life. before my family left. And so even through um, school and college, we would spend a lot of time there visiting and um, being there for summer breaks. And so, um, you know, just to be with family there, my grandparents still live there and everything. So um, my grandfather, he was diabetic. And so he actually had a lot of foot complications because of that. And um, at that time, the only doctor available to take care of him was just his PCP, that same doctor that was managing his diabetic medication, was also taking care of these chronic wounds that that my grandfather had, um, uh, infections and charcoal and all of these things that he would later develop. And um, the PCP was, you know, he was doing what he could with the resources and the tools that he had, but um, my grandfather definitely needed more of a specialist to take care of him. So at one point, you know, the wounds and the infection got so bad that they had told him that he would need a BKA or a amputation. So yeah, it got, um, you know, pretty complicated. And so the thing with my grandfather was that he was a very active person. This was still in his late fifties, early sixties. So he wasn't ready to slow down. And so he wasn't going to allow, you know, this to, to put an end to all the thing that he, all things that he was doing um, in his community with his work, all of that. So um, we did a little bit of research. This was one of the summers that I was there with him. And we actually found out that there was a podiatrist that was a little bit new in town. And he was working with a lot of the diabetics in town with wound care specifically. And so um, this was kind of our last ditch, ditch effort to see if we could keep my grandfather's leg and so we um, ended up taking him there to see this podiatrist and over the next couple of months um, I kind of got to see how this podiatrist was using what you and I now know that we 
we've been, you know, in school for a while that we would call some limb salvage, right? So he was um, basically just doing these things to allow my grandfather to keep his leg for um, up until he passed, actually, a few years later. So, um, you know, he really um, changed my grandfather's life, uh, my family's life at that time, mm-hmm. and um, just gave my grandfather the ability to keep living the quality of life that he was used to. So um, that he was, you know, the first person that I really saw that he was um, in one way my introduction to podiatry, but also one of the reasons why I really uh, fell in love with medicine as well. Yeah, and that's awesome. And first off, I want to say I'm sorry to hear the loss of your grandpa. But at the same time, it's amazing to see how something like what that doctor was doing for your grandpa saved his leg and saved what he wanted to do on a daily basis, you know? So the first thing I want to ask is, I'm Indian, and I've been to India many times, but I've never heard the term podiatrist being used in India. So what was this doctor uh, calling himself? Yeah, so at that time, um, podiatry wasn't really a commonly heard of term in India, and I don't think it really still is at this point. Um, So he was called a diabetic foot specialist. So okay. he specifically only worked with wound care patients. Um, so one aspect of what we do in podiatry, but yeah, so podiatrist was a term that I kind of came to on my own after, um, you know, having seen him. Okay. So that's very interesting. And it's it's like a different terminology that they're using there, but essentially almost doing the same exact thing of what a podiatrist does here in the U.S. So it's very unique to see that and one of the most important things about podiatry is the limb salvage making sure that person doesn't develop any ulcer that kind of spreads through their foot spreads through their legs and leads to them removing or having to get rid of their foot or their legs so one of the big biggest things that i wanted to ask you about was after you had that experience and you saw exactly what happened to your grandpa and you saw it firsthand for yourself what did you do after you came here did you research more did you shadow podiatrist did you look into it more and see how a podiatrist quote-unquote works here in the U.S. as opposed to how it was in India yeah so uh, the thing with uh, podiatry in India is that you go through the MD route right so you go to medical school and then you specialize in podiatry so um, when I came back here I had to just do some research on my own and find out how it works here and how we have special schools just to go into podiatry Um, and then so that was in uh, high school and then in college I actually was back in India for a few weeks and got to shadow this podiatrist and um, you know just really get to see what they do there and then compare it to the kind of work that podiatrist here that I was shadowing was doing so it was a really cool experience kind of seeing parallel how um, things worked in these two different environments. Okay and that's that's good that you continued that kind of interest. You know, it started in one specific part of your life and you ended up following up on it. And sometimes we don't always necessarily do that. We see that one instance, we forget about it, and then we move on with our lives. But it's really good that you followed up, that you took the time to shadow podiatrists here and really see what the entire field of podiatry entails, which is far different than what you saw in India, because now we also know that 
there's also the sports medicine aspect of it. There's a trauma aspect of it. But the core, one of the core aspects of podiatry is limb salvage, like we talked about. And diabetic patients are something that we commonly see in our clinic. And I know you mentioned earlier that he also would would end up developing Charcot, which is another common thing that we see in podiatry. And for those of you who might not know what Charcot is, it's pretty much where your the bones in the middle of your foot kind of fuse together, that you start to develop ulcers, you become neuropathic, so your nerves nerve endings become weakened and you're not able to feel around your feet. And you start, your bones and your skin start to start degrading over time. And a lot of times what we as podiatrists do and we as students are learning is that we need to be able to be there to save a person's foot or save a person's leg and not allow them to get to that stage of a, a below knee amputation, which can happen and it's very likely to happen if you don't take care of yourself. And that's when a podiatrist is very useful because you protect someone's daily routine. Everyone needs their feet. Everyone needs their legs as much as you might think like, hey, what? I can deal with one leg, but no, you need both your legs. You need them to do everything that you do on a daily basis. And when you lose it, that's when you realize what I don't have. So one of the things I wanted to ask you about all this, Archana, is did you ever think about after you finish your podiatry school and residency and you start your career, would you ever go back to India to kind of help out people there? Because one thing I know is that if not here, podiatry is much more needed there because there's a lot of unsanitary situations, very, the hygiene is not the best and people are walking around barefoot, people are wearing sandals, so much dust in the air and there could be all kinds of ulcers and wounds and diseases that we might might not have ever known of. So have you ever thought about going back and spending time there and giving your efforts there. Yeah, for sure. That's definitely something that's um, been on my mind and something that I'd like to do once, um, you know, I'm done with my training here. And like you mentioned, uh, the foot is really one of those things that people don't think about until there's something wrong with it, right? Like until they're in pain or until something's bothering them, you kind of take them for granted. And so, um, and that people in India aren't much different than that they're the same way and if, even if they're diabetic they don't think the foot is the last thing they really think about until something is wrong yeah and so um just the knowledge of um an awareness that you know a lot of patients here are given through patient education um when they are diabetics is kind of missing or was at you know a certain point i do think it's getting better now but just uh daily foot checks like that's really not a thing that was emphasized there and so I would love to take what I'm learning here and bring that back and maybe even work with this podiatrist that I was talking about just to um, you know do what I can to improve the health of those patients there as well Um, and so one really cool thing that this podiatrist that I shadowed in India actually does is he um, takes something called like pay basically the patient's only pay um, as much as they can. They pay in proportion to the um, income that they have, right? So, like, if somebody's able to and they can uh, pay for wound care supplies and surgery, he will have them pay the full amount. But let's say there's somebody who comes in who 
is struggling financially, he'll only take pay um, for in, in proportion to that, just to, as a way to hold them accountable for their own health and their own um, well-being, and just so that they take the um, appropriate the care. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so they they don't they don't just like they're like oh this is for free I'm just gonna go and like walk all over this graft you yeah, know yeah. and ruin it so that's a waste for everybody's time and everybody's resources yeah so I think that's a really cool concept that he does and so that would be something I would love to do when I'm actually practicing as well in India definitely so is wound care something that you're interested in going into especially because you've been seeing it for a while I know there's a vast majority of things that you can do within podiatry but is that an integral part of what you want to do when you open up your private practice or work in a hospital setting or anything like that yeah wound care is a very interesting constantly evolving very dynamic part of podiatry um so i would you know love to work there but um the more I, time i'm spending in podiatry school and the more i'm getting to be in clinic i feel like there's so many other really cool things in podiatry as well surgery yeah. and like sports medicine wise there's just so much cool stuff and so um you know i want to be trained as broadly as possible because yeah. right now i feel like i like one day i'm like oh i love i love sports medicine and then the next day it yeah. just depending <laughs> on the kind of things i see yeah. in the clinic and i'm sure you have the same experience so yeah. i'm just all over the place right now with um kind of what i want to end up doing but yeah um you know wound care because i was introduced to it so early on in it you know i've seen the kind of things that it can do for a patient it definitely you know has a special place in my heart definitely and i'm sure as we go through our fourth years and we get back on these externships that we can probably see more and find out more about exactly what fits us best and we even have residency to learn it you know that those three years where we're working in a residency working under doctors and working with other residents we learn a lot more about what interests us what we want to focus on when we step out and work on our own so I'm sure you know you and I will probably figure out what we want to do what interests us the most and the unique thing is that no matter what interests you the most, you can always have all these other aspects of podiatry included into your repertoire. You'll never forget them because it's all something that we've learned over the years, over school, like I said, even in residency. And that's the most important part is that it's, so a lot of us think that, yeah, we're only focusing on the foot and ankle, but there's so much that goes into it and so much that you can do with just the foot and ankle that not many of us know about, you know, and I sure didn't know about it even before I started uh, podiatry school as much as I do now. And it's good that we as podiatrists, future podiatrists are able to be so versatile, be able to help in the medical world, not just specifically compared to specifically to the foot and ankle, but even more than just that. So I'm glad that you have this desire to want to go back uh, to India, possibly help, possibly reach out. And the one thing I really like is the, is the fact that you keep using the word podiatrist because we got to spread the word. We got to make sure that everyone knows what a podiatrist is. And maybe in these countries overseas, a lot of people might not know what a, the term podiatrist is, but they might be doing exactly what a podiatrist here in the U.S. is doing. And that's the most important part is increasing awareness that this isn't something that this term is there for someone here in the States and it's not being used anywhere else in the world. It's just being called something different. And, and it's important to highlight that as well too, because like I originally wanted this podcast to be about is that every specialty matters. Every specialty 
brings something unique to medicine and it brings something different to medicine. And I'm, your story itself is something unique in itself that you learned about podiatry in a different country that it doesn't even technically exist in or people even know about. And thank you for sharing that. And I kind of want to just ask you about your future goals and your future aspirations. I know we have less than a year before we graduate and graduation still seems far away with this whole quarantine and everything going on. But tell the listeners a little bit about what your future future looks like. Uh, so for me, um, I think for now, uh, the podiatrist actually that I shadow here in Houston, she works in a group practice, in an ortho practice, actually. And so I really like the kind of lifestyle that she's able to lead with still having time for family and, you know, just still being able to do all the cool things she wants to do with her practice as well. So um, group practice is something that I'm definitely interested in. Um, I think private practice maybe a little further down in my career, just not something that I'm wanting to jump into straight out of residency. But yeah. as of now, I'm just focused on, you know, doing the best I can to get myself into a great residency program so that I can be as ready as I can once I get out three years later to be the best physician I can for my patients. Definitely. Is there any specific geographic location that you want to end up in? I know you're from Texas and Texas is home, but any other place or is it Texas that you want to go back to? Um, I think eventually I'd like to come back home to Texas. Yeah. Uh, for residency, I'm kind of open. I didn't want to uh, restrict myself based on location. So I'm, you know, going to different places, looking at different programs. So we'll see. The, and it's it's not like a forever thing, right? Residency, yeah. You're yeah. there for three years. So, um, yeah, as of now, a long-term goal is to come back to Texas, probably Houston, be close to family. That's awesome. And, you know, sometimes we never know where we can end up and we're too early in the process to know where we want to be in the future. And we can't be too picky about where we end up. We just got to go to the right place, the right fit and where it is the best place for us, whether that be back at home or whether that be somewhere else. So I'm glad that you know where you want to be, but you're also open to seeing where life kind of takes you. So one of the biggest things that I know about Archana from school is that she's a student ambassador. And as you can see from her story and hear from her story, she fits that bill of a student ambassador. She's someone who found out about podiatry from a whole different country. You know, most of us or those of you who don't know about podiatry are listening about it now and in the in the States. But she found out about it from somewhere else. And that fits that term ambassador. And Tell us a little bit about your experiences of being a student ambassador for Kent at Kent State and what you've learned and what you want to take from that experience and how you want to spread the word about what you're doing in your profession and why you chose this. And your story can be a difference maker in someone else's life. Sure. So uh, the thing about why I signed up to be a student ambassador so was that when I first interviewed at Kent State, um, one of the big things that stood out to me was the student ambassadors that were there to help you out when you were an incoming student or when you were a candidate. Um, and something that I saw at the school that I didn't see at many other places was just every student ambassador was there and excited and wanting to talk to you and wanting to um, welcome you into the Kent State family. And so that was something um, really cool to see and just to see their enthusiasm for the school um, 
was really cool. And so one of the things actually that I remembered from my interview day was that I was one of the last people to interview. I was with maybe four or five other students that were interviewing that day, and I just happened to be the last one to go. And so um, I was super nervous, like yeah. I worked myself up, you know. <laughs> and so it was just me and this and this one student master that were left sitting in this conference room before I had to go in. And so I was just like, she could tell I was super nervous. And she basically calmed me down, you know, gave me a pep talk and was yeah. like, you'll be fine. Just show them who you are. You know, if you're here, they already want you, that kind of a thing. And yeah. so it was really um, nice to have somebody there to just like help in a, in a time where it's such a high pressure situation that we're all familiar with, with interviews, you know? So if I can do that for any of the incoming students or any of the candidates and just put them at ease before they go in to do one of the most um, important like interviews of their life, I'm yeah. happy to, happy to help in any way. And, um, one other thing about, being a student master I feel like that is another thing that sentiment of like being there for somebody yeah when they're you know in in a not great like mindset was really another thing that drew me to medicine as well actually and so when we see patients um most of the time it's because something's not okay with them right yeah so they're in pain they're uncomfortable in some way and so i find that the most important part of our job really is to put them at ease and um do what we can with the skills that we have to help them in some way and just like make them feel better and so that's another thing that i think um i'll take from being a student ambassador just like being somebody that will uh, that is able to comfort somebody when they're not able to do that for themselves yeah Definitely. And first thing first, you're already being a difference maker and an ambassador being on this podcast and starring in this episode, because who knows, this episode could make you even more famous than you already are amongst all the students. But it's it's good that you have that mentality and that student ambassador experience. You're even applying to your patient experience and your patient interaction and just your everyday life, because you've always had the attitude and personality to be nice, to be kind and to you know, talk to anyone that comes your way. It doesn't matter if it's a professor. It doesn't matter if it's a student. We all have nervous, you know, feelings. But, you know, I think that's very important that you mentioned that. And I'm glad that you are also applying it in other aspects of your life, too. So just to wrap up your part of the story, and we before we enter the next segment, I just want all of you to know and remember that each one of our stories are unique. Each one of our stories are different. And just because one person had this story doesn't mean that you have to have the same. It's all about creating your own journey, creating your own path, creating your own your own life in a way, you know, and whatever profession you end up going into, whether that be podiatry like it is for me and Archna and the other guests that joined earlier, it could be anything for you guys. But always think about where the interest comes from, where the desire comes from, where you find that push and that drive every morning to help you do what you want to do each and every day. And, you know, I'm sure for Archana, experiencing that way in her past and, like she said, getting to see her grandpa face-to-face and seeing it in real time was a, you know, eye-opening experience and helped her remember why she's doing what she's doing and I'm, that's something that can always push her every day to becoming a better physician becoming a better podiatrist and you know my experience is the same in the sense that whatever I've had 
in my past drives me to who I am now. So remember that and make sure you keep that in your mind wherever you are, wherever you're going and whatever you're doing. And even especially during this quarantine season, because it's a lot of disappointment, a lot of uncertainty and a lot of doubt, but know exactly what you want and make it happen and go out each day, making sure that that's your main goal and your primary goal. So now is like the segment I like to call rapid fire question session. So are you ready, Arshna? All right, let's do it. All right, so first question I got to ask every guest is, what's your favorite bone in the foot? My favorite bone in the foot is the cuboid. The cuboid? Okay. All right, it's a cute little bone in the foot. (laughs) (laughs) Fun fact, if you break your cuboid, I I believe it's called a nutcracker fracture. For those of you uh, who don't know what that is, uh, just think of like the Christmas season and the nutcracker movie or something like that. (laughs) For you to remember. So what's your favorite muscle in the foot? Um, I like the quadratus plantae. It's okay. a unique little muscle with the soft tissue insertion. <laughs> so you're picking all these unique muscles. Okay. <laughs> unique muscles, unique bones. All right. So let's transition a little bit into what you like to do outside of school and things like that. So what is one thing you love to do while in Cleveland, Ohio? Uh, so Cleveland, uh, I really enjoy the Cleveland Metro Park system. I live really close to one, and so when I moved to Cleveland, um, I took up hiking, and just it's a nice way to be outdoors. Um, and as you know, it's cold and snowy for many, many months in Cleveland, and so um, it's nice when we can to just get out there and be in nature and de-stress from school. And yeah, yeah definitely. So after fourth year is over and before you start residency what is one place you want to visit before the chaotic and hectic life of being a resident hits sure yeah i want to go back and visit india um i haven't been in a long time actually uh, over four years now so i want to go back i actually um you know i'm trying to see if i can work with that podiatrist again when i'm there for with a new perspective of having been through school at this point so yeah that'll be fun and then maybe also travel around a little bit around india i've always wanted to see Nepal. So yeah definitely cool. yeah yeah that's uh that'll be a fun trip and hopefully by then everything kind of clears up and we can get on these flights and travel internationally because i i'm hoping that i can do the same as well after fourth year is done because i need a break away from all this for a little bit before we get into that new phase of our lives. So thanks, Archana, for joining today. And uh, once again, I appreciate it for you uh, coming on and sharing your story and telling us exactly what drove you, what brought you into podiatry. So any last words before we wrap up this episode? Uh, Just thanks for the opportunity to be on here, share my side of my story and um, uh, great job on what you're doing. I think this is a great uh, platform for people to find out about podiatry and like you're saying, just kind of spread the word about what we do. Um, And, you know, this is the kind of resource that I wish I had. And I'm sure you do too, when you were first trying to learn about podiatry. So it'll be invaluable for these new um, people that are coming into podiatry. So thanks for doing what you do. Definitely. And you spit a lot of knowledge to all of us. Um, and you educated us on not only podiatry itself, but just how to be and you, how to develop your personality as well, too. So three big things. Remember to never, one, never give up. Two, always be 
driven and three be a difference maker and I, I'll add a fourth one into be an ambassador for whatever you're doing. And for me, it's being podiatry and I'm an ambassador of podiatry. So is Archna. And whatever you're in, whatever you're in, be an ambassador for that and make a difference. And my hope through this podcast is to spread the word about podiatry and how it fits into medicine and how medicine fits into podiatry. And to be able to share all these experiences with you guys. So thank you for joining. Thank you for tuning in. It was a pleasure having you guys for this episode. Check out later episodes on the way. Follow us on Instagram. I need to increase the followers on there so that we, you know, get this rolling a little bit. So please, please follow us on there. If you have any questions or concerns or any thoughts that you want to have answered on this podcast, DM us on Instagram as well. The Instagram tag is soulpurpose20. And new fact the podcast is now on Apple Podcasts as well, too. So it's not only on Spotify. And I know Spotify is common, but it's on Apple Podcasts as well, too, now. So check it out and let others know. And uh, see you all soon. And hope you're having fun. And enjoy the rest of your day, guys. See ya.